Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to uh, this seventh episode of Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron, and Dr. Banning sitting here with me. How are you, Dr. Banning? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks you know, for asking. You're welcome. And we were, uh, you know, brainstorming some, some good good ideas and topics that we should cover on the show. And you brought up that that the, the uh, number one complaint that you get from new patients that come into your office is uh, lower back pain. Yes, lower back pain. So I think we should address that. Uh, sure. Obviously, a lot of people deal with it. Yes, they do. When somebody has lower back pain, what is that? I mean, does it just, it, it, and I'll use me for an example. You know, my wife called you mm-hmm. when I started coming in because my lower back was killing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't want to do anything about it. We're, we'll get to that a little later while people, mm-hmm. while people let it go like me. But I'm so glad that she did because it, it was a matter of just a couple of visits and I was feeling 100% better. Mm-hmm. But what causes back, what are some of the main causes today of back pain? Well, any kind of pain is caused by either a mechanical or a chemical injury to a nerve. What's a chemical injury? Um, like, say, high acidity or low oxygen, high CO2, lactic acid buildup, that type of thing. Okay. Um, but in our case, we're talking about mechanical. Uh, where tissues have been torn, um, you know, when you tear, say, a disc tissue or a ligament that attaches to your spine or even the muscles, it's all attached together. You can't just say, oh, I pulled a muscle and say, well, the muscle's not in a vacuum. It attaches to bones that move your spine. And so, you know, when that happens, either through a repetitive stress injury or through a, through a significant trauma, I can't tell you how many times people say, you know, I dusted my, my knees off. And I got up and I didn't have any pain. And then sometime later, they usually come into the office. It's usually a result of past traumas. Sports, accidents. Sports, car accidents, um, just the majority of conditions that come into the office, specifically lower back pain, are just from traumas. And some of them can be from lifestyles as well. That's what I was about to say because I hadn't had an accident. You know, I wasn't be, I, I wrestled in high school, but mm-hmm. not a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a 98 weight, so most of my victories came from just schools not having 98 weight wrestlers. Nice. nice. But I didn't have any sports injuries. I didn't have any accidents in the last 10, 20 years. And boy, my back was killing me. Yeah. Um, It can be poor posture. It can be from sedentary lifestyle. Um, It can be from a short leg. Boy, it's just, it's just endless, the number of uh, causative factors when we're looking at lower back pain. Okay. And my wife, I'm going to use her for an example, too, Mm -hmm. because she's been, uh, she and I both do computer Jobs. Our jobs r- rely on computer work. Mm-hmm. Now, I started standing up uh, to do my work, but she still sits at a desk. And as I would s- probably guess, a large majority of our listeners also have desk jobs. Yes. Um, doesn't seem overly physical, but there's still something about that that causes issues. Absolutely. Um, motion is life to your spine. 
When you move, you pump the fluid in a disc. You pump your spinal fluid through your spine and up through your brain. Uh, motion is just so important. So when you have a sedentary lifestyle, you're sitting five to six hours at least a day for how many years? Mm. Um, sitting, first of all, mechanically just creates so much more pressure on the lower back. Um, if you were to sit, say you weigh 200 pounds, just when you bend and you sit down in that position, it creates, gosh, probably 240 or 300 pounds of pressure on the disc in your lower back area. Um, the other thing is, is the circulation just doesn't go very well into your from your waist into, into your legs. So that creates problems. Now, a big thing that people don't factor into sitting is, you know how you stand and you got your feet underneath you? Mm-hmm. You can shift around, move around. But let's now, let's just pretend this. Let's say somebody just cuts your legs off right at the thigh where you sit. When you're sitting, you're using your lower back muscles in a way that is not natural. When you're standing, your body's used to being you know, on the ground with the feet supporting you so you can shift, you can move around. And so that little bit of motion um, is very helpful for the back and the discs. But when you're sitting, you don't have that. So you're at a very big disadvantage. So when you reach forward and you're just sitting your butt in a chair, that puts a ton of pressure on your lower back, especially if you've been sitting there for a while. And so what do most people do when they're sitting at a desk? They multitask. They talk on the phone. They do 10 key. They're looking at their computer. They're writing. And so your whole back is sitting and having to support not just the weight of your upper body, but your arms extending outward. With a forward head, that probably weighs 12 to 15 pounds. Hmm. So it's just, it's just attrition over time. I could see where that could cause some issues. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know when I first started standing, uh, and we've discussed this before on the show, but, uh, you know, I got laughs. People walk through the office laughing. Um, and it was tiring. The first few weeks was, I was much more tired when I got home, mm-hmm. but my body adjusted. Yes. And pretty soon, um, within a matter of weeks, I couldn't tell any difference. Yeah. Yeah, your body likes motion. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people, you know, look at the arthritic process and the wear and tear and development of scar tissue. Your body heals with scar tissue when you tear a a muscle or a ligament. And when that scar tissue surrounds that joint in your lower back, it stops moving. When it stops moving, the joint loses its nourishment and you develop arthritis, and the bone just starts to become stuck. And that's not good. That creates a lot of other problems like nerve pressure, um, back pain, sciatica, things like that. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what do you do for, for lower back pain? I know what you do personally. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been through it. But our listener may have never been to, to a chiropractor or uh, may be wondering about it. So what, what do you do? Well, um, we'll take a good history on them. And then once we do the history, we'll sit them down. We'll ask them some questions. Typically, you know, when did this start? How long have you had it? When did you first have any type of back pain? Um, did something happen? What, what, what from your past could be contributing to why you're having this now? 
What type of job do you have? What do you do at work? You know, on the other side of the spectrum, you got blue collars on concrete all day, lifting, bending, twisting. Um, They usually do pretty good moving and stuff, but they don't do very well sitting and vice versa. The people that sit a lot don't do well moving. So you can see how the body just adapts like that. So um, I try to get the sedentary patients to moving and get them in a sit-stand desk where we can get the better results. I try to get the patients that are blue collar, try to get them to rest and relax a little bit and tone things down. But uh, ultimately you're taking care of a patient that their body and their lifestyle choices have allowed this to, to take place. And so we've got to make changes. And then, you know, we'll do an exam and I'll show them the vertebrae and the spine. We'll tie the, the vertebrae that's stuck and not moving, whether it's a disc compressing a nerve or a bone that's stuck i'll tie that in with the type of problem they're having and if it's in their lower back lumbar one through five those nerves go into your trunk your hips your legs your feet and your toes so that's where you get sciatica okay and then what we'll do is we'll do an exam and then we'll take x-rays we'll take weight bearing static pictures so we can see where the misalignments are and we'll hang a plumb line and then we'll compare them to normal and then we'll also do a motion study now the motion study is great because you know how you look at a car and it looks really nice mm-hmm. and it's like wow that is one cool looking car yeah you buy it right away or what do you do you test drive it you take it for a spin yeah so when we have them do the motion study we're taking her spine for a spin and We'll see bones that are moving, and there's a certain thing that we look for when the bones are moving. But more importantly, we'll see the bones that are not moving, causing the problems that are stuck. Now, one of the things I'll do is when I show that patient the bone that's stuck and not moving and putting pressure on their nerves that go down their legs, I'll say, hey, what pillar drug's ever going to get that bone to move? <laughs> They'll scratch their head and think, is this a trick question? No. <laughs> I'll say, you know, I don't think there is one. I agree with you. (laughs) You know, so many people take medications to cover up their symptoms. And what happens when the medication wears off? It's back. You still have the problem. So that's why we got to do something different. I don't know if I I think I did tell you this. And I want to stop for a second because you talked about covering up the pain with with, uh, medication, which Mm -hmm. I tried. Mm -hmm. I tried an over-the-counter, very famous medication for back pain. Famous? Very famous. Yes. I remember hearing it from the time I've grown up. It was CTV really? commercials. Well, I'll be, I, it, I thought all medications were famous with all these advertisements. <laughs> so I, uh, I guess my naivete, if that's a word, my, that is my, a word. I don't hear it very often, but that's, I guess I didn't, uh, I didn't bother to look at the side effects thinking that, you know, I've taken aspirin before I've taken painkillers before. This is uh, an over-the-counter back pain relief. So I just took it, and boy, I'll tell you, the side effects shocked me. And uh, I ended up getting up the next day and immediately going to the Internet and looking. And apparently, these are some serious side effects from an over-the-counter back pain medicine. You are correct. In fact, um, we did a talk on reducing inflammation. We talked about um, back in the 90s late 90s they put out Vioxx, Celebrex and Bextra 
They're called COX-2 inhibitors. Well, that's good. We talked about how fish oil also inhibits those enzymes and reduces inflammation. Right. Last episode, actually. There is a slight problem with those, though, those medications I just mentioned. People die from them. Yeah. Gastric bleeding, heart attacks, strokes, things like that. What they have discovered is the -the over-the-counter medications have the same effects. Um, They're damaging to the kidneys, Mm -hmm. damaging to the gut, and damaging to the liver. You can only take so many of them. I can't tell you how many patients I've had here where they said that their doctor told them to stop taking medication because they had reached the limit where their liver was starting to show cirrhosis and signs of disease. So it's not something to play with. I'm sorry to get a sidetracked. I tend tend to do that often, but it it was, it was funny because I took three. uh, I think this, this medicine I took had, you could take it four times up to four times daily. Mm -hmm. And I took three doses because I, because I was at work the, uh, the, the previous day, only three doses. And I had the side effects kick in and it was, Mm -hmm. it was miserable. Yeah. I'd rather have the back pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like robbing Peter to pay Paul. So let's get back to what you were you were talking about. We, we, so you do an exam, you you do a, a, a solid history on the patient, um, and the motion uh, X rays I was very impressed with because I've never seen anything like that. When, mm-hmm. when she when when I was having my X rays made, um, the 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 motion ones really surprised me. Yeah, most people don't know if they have a bone that's not moving in their neck. You can't just tell. Um, and so that's what we do. We look for those and we correct those. So usually we'll we'll find the bone that's stuck, not moving, creating stress on the nervous system. And we'll see them for a series of treatments. And then we'll do a follow-up set of x-rays and we'll show them, hey, look, see that bone? It was stuck. Now it's moving. And you feel better and you can pick up your kids and you're out exercising again, you know, or whatever it is that they want to do without the use of drugs or surgery, of course, which mm-hmm. is a biggie. And so it's just like when you see that really nice old car, it looks beautiful. You got to drive it first. Right. Yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what if, if back lower back pains, the number one complaint from uh, your new patients, just out of curiosity, what would number two be? Um, it would be a toss-up between headaches and neck pain. Okay. Yeah. Um, usually, neck problems create headaches. There's a big word called cervicogenic headaches or muscle contraction headaches, to make it more simple. And um, a lot of times, the headache problems are coming from a, a problem in the neck. It's creating stress in a nerve that comes out of the neck and goes up into the head. And you can take care of that. We do. Yeah. That's awesome. great results with it, too. And it's amazing some of the things people have tried to get rid of headaches. And there we go again, though, with the uh, side is, effects of medicines. Yeah. And <laughs> the headaches can get kind of scary because they start using things that affect your brain a lot more, um, like anti-seizure medication, um, just different things that can really screw up your nervous system. I can imagine. Yeah. And some people with headaches, they suffer. They come home at night. They just shut the door. They don't want to talk to anybody. I mean, when you have a headache, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's sad to see that. And so we get great results with headaches. Great results. I do not like a headache. 
I'll tell you. And yeah. I've only had one migraine in my life. I have no idea what caused it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to go through that again. Yeah. Do you get migraine sufferers too? Yes, we do. Is, a lot of people with migraines. Um, we probably get migraine sufferers once a week. Really? Yeah. Get great results with them. That's awesome. Usually when we do the motion study and we take the x-rays, we see that they have a reverse curve and they have a bone that's stuck and not moving. It's usually the top bone in their neck. And that really, that top bone can affect your vision, your hearing, your balance and headaches as well. We talked about procrastination um, a few episodes back. How important is, is getting to see uh, to see you quickly? In other words, if someone is suffering migraines, headaches, back pain, and they just put it off, can it get to a point of of not much help? Well, yes and no. Many times the symptoms will go away, but the problem is still there. Okay. The symptoms don't necessarily mean you have a problem. It's the loss of motion. The loss of motion is there constantly, continuously. It's been there for a long time. The scar tissue's been there for a long time. The symptoms come and go, but as they continue to neglect the problem, the symptoms will come around. They'll stay longer. They'll be more intense. Um, they'll be more frequent, and it'll have a bigger impact on their life. And so, yeah, five words. Maybe it will go away. Right. And we usually just say, hey, listen. As you get older, do things stay the same or do they get worse? Yeah, they get worse. They get worse. Yeah. So when you find the cause of the problem, you're not addressing the cause, things will get worse. Okay. You bring up a very interesting uh, question. And that is what, what keeps people, what keeps them from seeking help? I know, and I'm a fine one to ask that question. My wife had to call you <laughs> to yeah. set up my first appointment. But I had that same, uh, I guess, myth believed that it'll go away and it did go away Mm -hmm. eventually in the past this Mm -hmm. this last time it didn't go away until a couple of visits with you but what what stops people from from seeking help you know i think that's a great question and um i had a patient the other day sweet lady horrible neck pain horrible headaches she loved to paint and she stopped painting Mm. she was in her late 60s And we took care of her, got rid of her severe headaches, got rid of her neck pain. I mean, she had been everywhere. She had had crazy stuff she was doing to get this taken care of. Nothing helped. And then after three months, she was like pain-free, painting, having a blast, selling her paintings. And then she had a relapse. And she was lost. She didn't know what to do. And she didn't come back to us. And so you can kind of see her talking on Facebook. You know, hey, I'm going to this new doctor. I'm trying this medication. Pray for me. I hope it helps. I'm going to the pain clinic now. Not sure if it's going to help. I'm going to physical therapy now. Okay, now my doctor wants me to have some nerves burnt. Mm. So they call it a nerve oblation. Oh, that didn't sound good at all. It was driving me crazy. It's kind of like the prodigal son or daughter, you know. It's like, please come back. (laughs) I can help you. She did come back. Good. You know what I did? No. I sat her down and said, Miss so-and-so, can I just ask you a question? Why didn't you come back to us? 
she didn't continue with her maintenance care and she says, you know, I don't know. I just got scared. I, I, I had the symptoms come back and of course, a lot of times they'll talk to people, you know, they'll say, oh, you need to take this drug or you need mm-hmm. to get the shot or you need to do, oh, she had shots too. And, you know, so there's, there's not a lot of people out there that go to chiropractors. And so you get a lot of this, you know, oh, don't go to a chiropractor. <laughs> and she, thankfully she came into us and she's on her third visit. She's worse than she was when she initially came in, but she's getting results already. And so, you know, and I've got, we've got another patient. Um, she was losing her vision. Oh my. She's going to Vanderbilt. She had all these tests done. They could not help her. This is like four or five years ago. We adjusted her. We got her on some fish oil and some vitamins for her eyes. Vision came back. How about now, that? you would think that would be the most religious regular patient that would show up every day vision gets better okay you know i'm having problems with my vision i need to come and get an adjustment okay come on in (laughs) that's that's what she does i'm not kidding you (laughs) and she just came in like two weeks ago and i'm like oh hi mrs so-and-so how's the eyes it's coming back i'm having a hard time seeing i'm like okay well let's get you adjusted why don't they do their maintenance? I, I don't know. And then you have somebody <laughs> coming with a garden variety complaint, and they come in all the time. So it's part of the human condition, I think. I don't know. Yeah. That's um, funny. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very funny. Well, I'm a believer. I'll tell you that. After the, after uh, coming in just uh, – and, and I'm, I'm really close to my maintenance time now, and I plan to – I definitely uh-huh. plan to not miss because <laughs> uh-huh. I, don't, I don't want to go back to where I was. You know, the other thing, uh, Aaron, too, there's other things that you can do. You can be proactive in your lifestyle. We talked about motion, how critical that is for your spine. Get out and walk. Get out and learn a new skill or a hobby. Um, get out with your kids. That would be fantastic. The other thing is nutrition. You can eat healthy. Um, and you do, you do things like you, you, you work on your nutrition. Make sure you drink water. Get your exercise, get chiropractic care. Those are some things that will do very well for you for many years to come. Keep you off the drugs and keep you away from the surgery. And then sometimes you'll hit an obstacle. Just got to work a little harder. That's awesome. That's a good plan. I like that plan. Yeah, I I do too. Okay, very good. So we've talked about uh, headache, um, back pain. And did did we hit on neck pain? Um, we did. It's very similar to lower back pain, only the neck is sitting at the top of your spine and it has this big old melon attached to it. It weighs about 13 to 15 pounds. Your neck is so mobile and with the mobility of your neck, you sacrifice stability. And so a lot of people walking around with forward head posture, they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. How many times do we look in the mirror and like, wow, I look good. Look how straight I am. Shoulders are nice and even. But if someone would show them a picture of their neck from the side, they'd be like, wow, I didn't know I was that bad. And that's what happens. We look forward in today's society. We're just looking at our iPads, our iPhones, our computers, reading, watching TV. So the head will move forward. As the head moves forward, it creates stress on those muscles in the neck. And the muscles have to hold the weight of the head up so you get muscle contraction, headaches, 
uh, neck pain, even numbness in arms and fingers. And so very similar to the lower back, only it's at the top of the spine instead of the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. The reason I brought that up is that I, I, I think you had told me in the past that was like number three, number three or tied tied with number two. Yes. And the neck pain. Okay. So if you're suffering from back pain, neck pain, headaches, pretty much any kind of pain, really, I think you could help them out. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. Good. Um, but I always refer out if I don't think I can help. Good. Yeah, that's good. Well, do you got anything else before we close out this, uh, this episode? Um, Maybe it's another episode, but we have a lot of really neat pieces of equipment here that are pretty advanced. We have a spinal decompression table, which is great for, I call them hot discs, um, high-risk cases. But uh, we use spinal decompression. We also use low-level cold laser, which is great for helping damaged cells repair themselves. Damaged cells also generate a lot of pain, so it's great for getting rid of pain as well. So I love it. Anytime I'm introduced to a new piece of equipment here, mm-hmm. <laughs> that table is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to drive by to, to lay down on it. <laughs> <laughs> what is your website? Oh, the name of our website. Yeah. What, how can somebody find out more information about where we are? White house chiropractic and nutrition. Okay. Yep. You're also on Facebook. Yes, we are on Facebook and, uh, you can go to, uh, to your your website and the way i found it i just googled white house chiropractic uh-huh. and it, it was the first uh, first thing that you know up you there. know what's funny sometimes you'll google white house and it'll take you to the the white washington dc yes <laughs> yes i don't really want to go there <laughs> i don't either so uh our uh if you have any questions feel free to to email us at uh, best health podcast at gmail.com and or you can go to the to the website. I noticed there's a there's a form to fill out on the website uh, for Dr. Banning, and we'll get your questions answered either here on the show or we'll we'll directly respond. Um, so look us up. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast. We're available on iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, or straight from the RSS feed, and pretty much everywhere you're going to hear hear your podcast. So come back next week. 